everybody, and welcome back to Point of Origin, episode 24, the show where, much like Showtime, we are hella fucking surprised to be here for season two. God. Dude, I'm so excited. I'm not, not that the season two part, but I just actually like this episode, and I'm like excited for the fact that we've made it past season one, just in terms of watching, because we haven't done this us mm -hmm. yet. This is actually the farthest we've ever gotten. <laughs> Heck yeah. So I'm just hella excited. And honestly, I do like season two. Mm -hmm. I think the show in general improves. Oh yeah. Season two, season three, season four is where shit starts to get a little shitty. Season five, ugh, <laughs> we don't talk about. We're gonna have to talk about season five when it happens. Yeah. But season six, obviously, is its own thing. Yeah. Season seven, where shit gets good again. Season eight is terrific. It should have ended there. Yeah, Even they know of it. Yeah. Their last episode, Moabis, was supposed to be the Moabis finale. Moabis was so good. Moabis is hands down one of my favorite And it was supposed episodes. to be their swan song. It was supposed to be the end. And then for some reason, everybody, when the, when the network said, no, we're actually renewing you, everyone went, okay, let's do it. And I'm like, no, you fucking ended it. Moabis has the moment where they all come back to find Daniel, and he looks at them all and goes, goes where am I? <laughs> nonsense episodes that were just garbage. They yeah. were. It's like that. Yeah, no, it's like, I'm sorry, but once you've defeated your big bad, that's when your show is supposed mm -hmm. to end. Yeah, it's supposed to. And replacing them with this, like, half-assed attempt at a bad guy. Yeah. When, I'm sorry, you you created something really good with the gold. You know, you really created this impressive force to be, just, you know, discovered and, and defeated. Mm-hmm. 
You can't do that in a couple of episodes of the Ori no. and then string along two seasons worth of content on it and expect the same results. No. So yeah, now we spoiled that whole bitch of a bunch <laughs> of crap, then I'm probably gonna edit out a whole chunk of that shit or just put that giant spoiler noise in front of just be like, yeah, beware. I do love the switch in like team dynamic though yeah. in those seasons. Yeah. Where Daniel's like the grumpy one. Because Jack isn't there, he has to take over all the yeah. service. I just love and and how he has like the fucking beard and he's just like this angry hermit man. I love him deeply. It's good character development. It's too, real good. It shows the years of damage to yeah. his psyche. Oh no, that's one of the, that's one of my favorite. I've mentioned it before. One of my favorite things about Stargate is that you see a very clear progression of Daniel's character. A very clear deterioration. Exactly. Honestly, it's the same with um, the Alex Rider books. Yeah, I love them because of the fact that you see how each of these new books. Each of the things he goes through in these books has affected him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One hell. Yeah, 100%. One hell of a cent. I almost said one, one hell of a percent. <laughs> I feel like this still counts in a way for some reason. <laughs> it does. Okay. You understand what it means? So yeah, so, so season two is great. Mm-hmm. It starts off on a great note. I'm excited for it. So, uh, I'm Mel. <laughs> season two now. They're, they, if they're not fucking used to it by now, they need to go home. Okay, I'm sure they are home listening to this, but you know what I fucking mean. <laughs> I don't know, I listen to mine at work. No, seriously. So yeah, she's Mel. I'm Liz. I'm Liz. And it's nice to see everybody who's here at season two for some reason. Yeah. Honestly, we appreciate it more than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> and it's also just really fun to know that despite, even if we didn't have people listening is what I mean, it'd be great just knowing that we can, we are having that a lot of fun. we can come back and, and do this And we're again. just consistently yeah. having fun doing this now for a whole season's worth of content. And we're still doing it and having fun. And I'm really... Not kidding, it's Absolutely. weird. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm determined to get to the end of this. I'm determined to get all the way through the universe. So, um, today we are going to watch Season 2, Episode 1, The Serpent's Lair. Yay! I'm, these are the moments I'm really glad it's just vocal and not visual, because if they could see that stupid little dance I just did. <laughs> and here is the synopsis for it. When a fleet of gold warships launches a surprise attack on Earth, the SG-1 team uses the Stargate to board an enemy ship with enough explosives to destroy the entire force, but the team's capture suddenly turns their objective into a suicide mission. What I like about that is the first sentence happened in season one. Right? (laughs) Like, and? (laughs) I get it. Because season one was a direct, like, cliffhanger yeah. tied into this. Nah, I get ya. It's I understand just, it. But it's funny, because I was reading, I'm like, that happened last season, guys. I will also point out that they did, at least between Sam and Jack, insinuate that it might be a suicide mission yeah. in uh, season one. That was her, not Daniel. No, it was before, um... It was, it was her, her timer. Yeah, it was her and Daniel. Okay, but I don't know if Daniel got it. No, remember, remember, because you were talking about the twins, how they were communicating really well on it, and you knew that they knew. Oh, yes, yes, okay. So yeah, that's cool. No, I'm thinking of before then when he first sent her off with the explosives. Yeah, yeah. No, they didn't know that part. I, I paired the two together. <laughs> well, I do that all the time, so I feel you. Yeah. All so right, that's so it. Now we're going to go watch it. Okay, cool. I'm so excited. <laughs> hey, sometimes it seems like it's too good to be true. Yeah, right? Right? Okay. All right, let's do this shit. Here's the thing. We're going to test a few lines, and then I'm going to check to make sure I didn't screw anything uh-huh. up on the table. Just yeah, sounds <laughs> good. That's a good plan. Yeah. You know, unlike that last episode where you can hear the distinct moment that I fucked up the cable. <sighs> God, I'm so mad about that. I'm not ever gonna not hear- You can hear it! You can hear the fucking moment I do it! You can hear it! And then literally all we do is crackle the rest of the fucking episode. I'm so mad! 
Anyway, moving on to sanity. So we are back. We are back. This episode, we got the initial team back for writer and director. We got Brad Wright as the writer and Jonathan Glassner as the director. Which honestly explains a lot about this episode because there was so many, like, towards the end there, I was just losing my mind over, like, visual clues only. It was so good. Nothing was explained. There was some real good continuity both with the directing and the writing. Yeah, no, it was some good shit. Speaking of continuity, yes. the opening for this is an immediate reversal of the closing of the last episode we had, where it zoomed out from the triangle uh, window yeah. on the team until you saw like the, the size of the ship. After they do the previously on uh, with Christopher Judge, which they've never done before, but I understand because it was a cliffhanger. Right. But after that, they start to zoom in on the window. And then it starts when they go back through, in through the window and get to the team. It's just, a, it was, I noticed it, I was like, that's such a good reversal to cut yeah. back in. Yeah. Just looking at this, there's um, a lot of trivia on that one site, but I like this a lot. The first thing they mention here, season two is the only season the show's run which all five major characters appear. So I'm just thinking, this actually, this opening shot's even more awesome because it shows all five of them, and it's basically telling you right then and there, season two's gonna have all five of them for every single episode Good. featured. Nice. Because every episode up until then, season one didn't actually have them all in every single episode, and season three and beyond, did, that's a recurring thing. That's even better about that shot. I'm just like, huh, they just spelled out for you right then and there. They zoomed in really nice for continuity, and just kind of established something for you right there. Nice. I don't think that's what they were doing on purpose. Yeah, I really like but it's it. still a good it's happy a, accident. Yeah, exactly. So we zoom back in on the team. Jack basically outlines to Sam that they are going to detonate the explosives with them on board. Yeah, and tells her to start like arming it. <laughs> As she's starting to like get ready to do that, Apophis's ship shows up right next to it. Convenient timing as always. Yeah, <laughs> and Jack's like, "Teal, if we blew this ship, would the other one?" Go as well, and he's like, no. Yeah, like, there's literally <laughs> nothing to no. affect it. <laughs> oh, before this, I did, like, a moment where, when Sam was about to blow, Daniel was like, hang on, and D- Jack's like, Daniel, we, we have to do this. He's like, no, I know, and pulls out one last brick of C4 that was just in his pocket. Yeah, but he puts it on the control command yeah. center thing, yeah, just like a guy called it extra effect C4. Yeah. <laughs> but I just love that he just had one more, just in case. I'm, like, saving that for a rainy day. Yep. <laughs> They realize blowing the ship will not deal, deal with the threat, because even Teal if they kid. take out Chloro, Apophis can still raise Earth to its ground. Yeah, yeah one, one warship will still do plenty. Absolutely. They're trying to figure out what to do. Meanwhile, this whole time, they've like locked themselves in this room, and you can hear the gold like, banging on the outside trying to get in. Sorry, it's just re- reminding me once again, this has always been a, pro- a point of conten- contention for me. Motherships, golden yeah. motherships. It's not that I have a problem with that command center console mm-hmm. thing, it's just that one thing a sci-fi has always established is that it takes more than just, like, one console to run a ship. Like, yeah. you can't just put your hand in and do it. Besides, it's shown that, for example, Chlorel is the one who, like, does most of the driving. Which is like, okay, so unless you always have a gold on board to do the driving, you're telling that your father don't have a weapon. It just, it annoys me slightly, they never actually show a standardized bridge of any sort. I will say, <laughs> the gold have enough of an ego that I can buy it. I guess. It's just weird to me, because it, it just annoys me that that is literally, because you're saying they're, they're holed up in this room. I'm like, yeah, I guess it's what they're holed up in is, I guess, what function as, as a bridge 
for just shit, and it just bugs me. This entire bridge is literally just a room with one I mean, command console. It doesn't even really come down to it being in the command console why they're trying to get in. They're trying to get in because they have Chlorel there. I'm not talking about why they're trying to get in. I'm talking about the fact that just the bridge thing that... Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about the weird principle that it is that they established this thing establishes yeah. for all time is that these ships are literally just driven by one little brick. Absolutely. In the middle of one room. It's like... It's just odd to me that you have that. That's your entire command and control system. That's a bad design. No, not like in terms of creation for like the creative mm-hmm. element. I'm talking about the goals. Oh yeah, no, are dumb. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but the system lords are dumb. Yeah, so it kind of tracks. It just kills me. That's what functions as their bridge. I can absolutely like, see system lords being like nobody can control the ship. Yeah, but me. It kills me because it does also tell, tell me that they're they're um. Uh, pyramids, much like I guess in real life, uh, their pyramids are kind of more show than function mm-hmm. because, for example, they should have multiple rooms inside these things. And it shows that they do, but they don't have a lot of function. No. For example, the uh, cargo bay of sorts, mm-hmm. where the gate room is, is not just the gate room, it's also the cargo bay yeah. and also the communication room. True. Yeah, that's where the spirit Yeah, and, they're, and I know it's because it uses power from the gate, but the point is that they could design this better, different, yeah. or multifunctionality wise different, but they don't because it's not really about that. No. It's more about the ostentation mm-hmm. of the uh, gold and all the shit. Absolutely. So it kills me and it doesn't, it, I guess it does actually kind of undermine my own problem with it, which <laughs> it just kind of proved that that bridge would make sense. Yeah. It's kind of stupidly ostentatious while also not doing much. Which is like, oh, fuck, yeah, that does get kind of track, I guess, with them as a culture. Huh. <laughs> so yeah, little things in the show that is like a cements movie. Uh-huh. They actually, it's, like, it's, it's honestly a really cool attention to detail. Yeah. I, guess, I guess I've just talked myself into that awesomeness. There you go. So kudos, Stargate. Yeah, there's a fun moment with Jack where when they're banging, uh, gets really loud, and Jack, like, pauses in the middle of his conversation with the team to be like, just, just a, a minute! minute. <laughs> Doesn't help. They get through the door, they toss it. Doesn't egg. help. <laughs> Might have. There might have been someone really polite on the other side. I don't know. Sure, yeah. There's some good Jaffa. There we go. But yeah, so it doesn't work. Um, the Jaffa managed to get it open to toss a sh- uh, shot grenade in. Which is a cool ass shot grenade because like it does use sound, kind of like Ario. It does a like flash thing. grenade like us, right, but it also but has the sonic element. Yeah, the ultrasonic part, yeah. which is um, that extra element of because <laughs> your body don't, don't like that. Yeah. And so it init- it eventually knocks them all out. Yeah, I like how it takes uh, a few seconds to knock them up, and then later when they reuse it, it takes like 30 milliseconds for the entire cargo bay to get completely knocked out. Maybe it works better on Jaffa. Well, no, Teal also didn't go down. Yeah, I know, it just cracks me. It's like like anime where they they take 16 episodes to beat an enemy, and then they start going down immediately after that. Do you mean Dragon Ball? I mean, I was, thinking, I was thinking D. Gray Man, those big ass oh, monsters. D. Gray Man. It took like two weeks of episodes once to kill one of those big, big ass monsters, uh-huh. and then from there on out, it would take like five minutes to take one down. I was like, I thought this was a fucking challenge. You guys are now even more beat to shit. You're telling me you're now better at it all of a sudden? No, fuck off. They found the weak point. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like that. It felt like that. I was like, okay, so now you establish that it's a thing. It doesn't take nearly as much time. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so they eventually wake back up and a prison cell. A brig. prison. <laughs> yeah, no, a brig. I like their brigs. Honestly, I actually do like their brigs because they have that cool, like, fine chain metal kind yeah. of shit between them. No, it's cool. Uh, Mesh, I should say, not chain metal. Jack and Teal'c are the first ones to wake up. Jack realizes that he can't see anything, and Teal'c's like, don't worry, it's temporary. I do like that scene a lot, though, because the entire time you see him doing his whole thing with Teal'c and then getting bitten by, uh, Sam, Sam. yes! You can see Daniel having his quiet little freak out the entire yes. time, silently in the back. He's already awake, uh-huh. and he's not engaging, because he's just silently going, we fucked up, we fucked we're up, doomed, we fucked we're up, doomed. we're doomed, 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 we're doom
That's this, done now. The rest of this team still has that. Yeah. He already tried that. Yeah. And knowing didn't help. Yep. So and he's, he's basically at the, we're fucked, nothing's gonna, yeah. we're, we're doomed. Yeah, but I did um, love that scene. But yeah, so when Jack tries to make sure that Sam's okay or whatever, she bites his hand. It's so good, because as soon as she figures out she bit him, she like apologizes, like, no, no, I like the initiative. <laughs> right, I do like that. It, I, it, it's a, His response is entirely right. It's like, no, 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 a stranger touched you. Mm-hmm. Bite away. Once again, Jack proving that he's an excellent commander. commander. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All those moments where it's like another commander would have gotten so offended. Like the one um, in uh, with Sam's ex-fiance. Oh, God. That where, the, where everyone starts ignoring his orders and he says, does it say Colonel anywhere else? It's like, <laughs> does it say Colonel Like, he's frustrated, clearly, but he's not mad. I know, just like how he's like yanking at his own <laughs> insignia. I'm just like, oh, does it say it, Colonel <laughs> Alright, so back to the actual plot of this episode. <laughs> right. Uh, so, there's a part where Jax is like, it's fine, we can get out of this, we've been in worse situations. And Tilt goes, not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge, and I just love it, it's like, oh, okay, well, they <laughs> punctured that balloon, jeez. <laughs> I love how Tilt is just like, no. <laughs> nope, I'm sorry, wrong. Uh, Incorrect, sir. Meanwhile, we actually get, we follow the gold for a little bit here, and we see Chlorel being put into sarcophagus. Yep. Because if you don't remember, in the last episode... Jack had to shoot him to stop him from killing Daniel with yep. a little hand device. Yeah. So they're putting Chlorel in the sarcophagus, and then it, you know, closes up on him, and then the Jafal who put him in, like, it pulls back, and he starts to talk to, um, An- Another guy in his, uh, full-on snake head. Yeah, he has the snake head on. The one who put Chlorel in. Yeah. And he talks to the other Jafal there who does not have the head on, and... <laughs> says some you stuff You immediately and- said, that's Braytac's voice! Yeah! Say Tony mm-hmm. Amendola. That would mean he had to be there. I forgot that for a moment who Tony Amendola was. Oh, I no. knew the name, right? But I was like, I forgot that was Braytag. And then, of course, it pieced together yeah. after I heard his voice. Because here's the thing here's my note Braytag's voice is entirely too distinctive because even through the distorter of the snake hit thing, you can definitely hear his cadence and his actual tone to of be fair, voice. Maybe that was on purpose because, maybe. like, maybe I mean, for any know. of the people who, who are paying attention, it's a little treat. Uh, sure. But, like, it's not like he's there in disguise. True, like, true. The only reason he has the snake head on right now is so that it will be su- a surprise a beer, for a us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a surprise. Apophis thinks Braytech is working for him. True. Yeah, so it, it is great. Yeah. So, yeah, the, <laughs> thinks he's working for him because after he speaks to the other Jafa, he kills him. Yeah, I do like that they do cement that as a, as a characteristic of Braytech is that he is not unwilling to kind of just murder mm-hmm. in the name of the gods Absolutely. as part of the cover that he has to maintain. Yes. And the fact of life is he was killing a loyalist, so it probably didn't matter to him as much. He's yeah. able to make those distinctions. <laughs> so yeah, we find out back in SGC, we get a cut there where Samuel shows up to be annoying and okay, slips so in his much. accent a couple times. <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know what his native accent is, and if you told me it was American or Canadian, I wouldn't believe you, because honestly, his R's were hitting some English-sounding points several times uh-huh. over. Like, especially when he said geosynchronous, he uh-huh. sounded so fucking English. He had no R pronunciation, none. So yeah, we, we go back there, and uh, Samuel's 
is an idiot and just keeps being like, I told, I don't want to say I told you so, but, uh, I told, I told you, you so. so. Oh, yeah, like, the little cut weasel that he yeah, is, uh-huh. just going, and I will point out, General, that none of this would have happened if you had buried the Stargate, like, we had met, you know, like, I recommended. And I remember looking over at you and going, like, I love this shit right now, because, like, what happens if his plan fails and everything? Is this, like, self-righteous feeling really gonna serve him anything? Like, no. Why do people do this? Like, if they ultimately believe this is actually infallible, their plan, it doesn't make any sense. Why would you never even account for the opposite? Spoiler for the ending... His plan doesn't work out. No, his plan and it doesn't. doesn't make him feel good. No, it makes just like those moments of like in real but life. But I do enjoy all these little. I, I enjoy all these little cuts to the SGC because the Hammond's just done with him. Oh, he's so just bad. Done with him, and he doesn't care about like being careful anymore because the world's doomed. Yeah. So he's like, I don't, I don't care. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's just like, fuck you, so hard. There's so <laughs> many instances where Samuels will say something, and like Hammond just. There's no hesitation in what he answers with. He just, like, shuts him down. Shut, yeah, time. yeah, you're right. He just, he just cuts him down, good. shuts him down. This is over with. Done. But in visiting this SGC scene, we find out that apparently the ships should have attacked Earth by now. Jack shooting Corel and him having to get healed delayed. delayed the attack. And this what's great about this episode in particular is that we learn that, like, to do the sarcophagus well, it takes a while. Which makes me question... Daniel bringing Shade back in the movie. I know, I've been thinking this entire time, I was like, that was a pretty quick healing, though. Yeah. They established that that takes a few minutes versus 18 hours. It takes so... more than a few minutes if we judge the timer on the yeah. explosives. Yeah, that was like an eight, that was like, again, like for him it was like a 12 hour thing or something. Because yeah. he only had a shoulder when I bet it t- took less time to heal. Well, it was, it was a pretty bad one. I said less time. Not, yeah. like, significantly less. It wasn't, like, the direct chest one <laughs> yeah, they took yeah, yeah. in the movie. And, it, and plus, Corella was, like, full-on dead for yeah, a few minutes. Yeah, he was dead, dead. He had to be, like, literally full-on revived and restored. He just had to be restored. Oh, that, okay, that's how... Well, because, okay, Corella had to get revived in the sarcophagus, and we yeah. know Daniel does as well. So we have about 21 hours between the two of them. Yeah. So it, maybe it's about 10 hours? I'll take that. I'll give that, yeah. Yeah, that seems totally reasonable. I believe it. Yeah, the the, the time passing. I don't wasn't know. Maybe Raw has a supercharged sarcophagus. Yeah. <laughs> Let me put it to you this way: this the time passage in this episode was not the same reminiscent feeling that season seven of Game of Thrones did. No, where all of a sudden people were traversing massive distances. They were doing quick travel. Yeah, and like no, that's the thing. No I think the time con. I think they paid a lot of attention uh, to the time. I actually appreciate the obvious visual clues. They never say it out loud, yeah, but there are visual clues that the sarcophagus takes a while. Yeah, the reason why we're having to piece this together is because they don't actually tell you. They just give you excellent visual yeah. clues with the timers on the things, and then yeah. basic uh, basic dialogue that's actually normal in the scene between characters. Yeah, that's the thing. When Daniel put his last bit of C4 on the control panel, it said 21 hours, right? It said 2330. It, oh, it said 23 hours. Yeah, yeah, because it was basically 23 hours. 24 hours. It was 2359. Well, I know she'd set them all for 24, but there was time after Oh, that. yeah, maybe it was 21 hours. I think you're right. I, I remember seeing 24. Uh, 23, I think, because I was telling myself it was 24. I'm pretty sure it was 21. Yeah, no, you're probably 23 right. 23 or 21. It was both of my memory is not So reliable. we saw that, <laughs> and then at the end, after two sarcophagus trips by two different characters, we see how much time is left. Which is like seconds. And <laughs> probably at least an hour unconscious in the, the jail cell. Yeah. Minimum. Because that was an overloaded yeah. senses. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. they might have actually lost a lot of time in that jail cell. We don't know Who about knows? that. Yeah. No, the, time, the timeline makes sense. Yeah. It doesn't 
make you go, wait, none of this could have happened. Yeah, and they don't have to say any of it. It's all through visual directing clues. Well done. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, after skipping ahead a lot. My next note here when they're talking about how they're going to attack back. Speaking of SGC. My next note, verbatim. Samuel sucks, nukes never work. I just love this idea that he's, like, all smug and he's like, yeah, they're going to use our stealth technology. It's like, these are aliens with spaceships. They have shown to have demonstrated a massive technological superiority to you, and you are just thinking your crappy little tactical nukes are gonna cut it. And Apophis has shown a body shield. Yeah. You think he has a body shield, but not a ship shield? I mean, I, to be fair, I could technically, if I was talking about our technological standpoint, it'd be like, it is a very different thing between, like, size-wise, between a person and a ship. In terms, and also in terms of energy between, like, a bullet and, you know, a nuke. Yeah. I understand that the math there is far different. However, they have goddamn motherfucking spaceships. Uh-huh. So clearly they can handle the math. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Samuels is an idiot. So I can see somebody maybe going, would we assume they have shields based on this one representation? I can see somebody questioning mm-hmm. it scientifically. But he doesn't even do that. But that's not what he's doing. No. He's just assuming flat out they don't. <laughs> based on nothing. No. It is something to question. It is not something to assume. And you question it lightly. Mm-hmm. You go, should we assume? And it's like, well, tactically, yes, we should assume this because that would mean our plan would fail. We yep. should assume for the worst. Yeah, we absolutely. should plan tactically for the worst. And guess what the worst is? They're motherfucking aliens and motherfucking spaceships and we are goddamn doomed. Run. Well, the good <laughs> news is that even though Samuels isn't planning for the worst, Hammond is. Yeah, Hammond's not a fucking idiot. We don't know this yet. We will see it the next time we go right, to SGC. Right. But, uh, so back on the ship, Braytac breaks the team out. Yeah, pissily. Yeah, he's mad. He's like, you ruined my plan. Like, I had a thing, you motherfuckers. <laughs> and it's great because at first he does not explain this plan at yeah, all. Yeah, and we're both just like, sure, Braytac, I'm sure he's you like, had a plan. I was going to stop. This is like, how? I know, I thought was, what are you going to do, talk to him? Yeah, Because right? gods have proven to be so reasonable. And then... Yeah, like, I, we were hardcore judging him. We were just like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <gasps> Okay, and then, and basically he's cheering them out, like, okay, we'll figure something out, but you're probably all doomed. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, it's, and there's a lot of, like, push and pull between uh, Jack and Braytac, where they both want to lead. Uh-huh. Then we go back to SGC. Oh, no, shit! Is it the scene where they're talking about the shuttles? Uh, no. Okay, cool. I have that note as well. Okay, cool. Uh, no, they haven't gone to the control center yet. Okay, cool. cool. Uh, no, then we go back to SGC, and that's when SGC has found some sort of, when they're on their reads on the gold ships, they registered some sort of power. Yeah. And so, like, hey, that might have been SG-1 helping to sabotage them to buy us this time. Right. And Samuel's just like, you can't gate to a ship. Again, how the fuck would you know? He wouldn't. Based on what fucking knowledge, he, asshole? He wouldn't know. God, he wouldn't he know. such a representation of white toxicity. Mm-hmm. He just... He just walks up to something and decides that he knows everything about it. Oh my god, he's Trump. He yeah. just decides right then and there that he's an expert on it and that he knows everything and his word is fucking law. God, I hate Samuel so fucking much. He's such an awful character. I hate him. He's well okay, written. Hang on. I hate him. Who do you hate more? Him or I don't believe God would let that happen. No, he's worse. <laughs> McKinley sucks. <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him so hard. Fuck him. He is useless on an on a fundamental level that man is utterly useless (laughs) at least samuel serves some sort of function in society fuck him (laughs) so meanwhile uh hammond reveals how little faith he has in samuel's plan (laughs) 
because he's starting to send uh, teams of people over to what SGC is calling an alpha site for the purpose of potentially recolonizing another planet yeah. when Earth is doomed. He sums it up really well. Yeah. You're going there, and if we don't prevail, you will live there. Mm -hmm. This will be home, and you will be all that's left of us. And Samus is like, I don't think you need to rest. And, and Hammond just ignores him. Yeah, I know. He goes, I, yeah, nope. was <laughs> like, you're not going to need to do this. And Hammond's like, send, I disagree. send them through. Send them through. Yeah, then he goes, I disagree. And yeah, he just does it's it real anyway. good. Just fucking ignores him. It's so good. I love it too because it's like, oh no, I'm going to err on the side of caution and save some humans. Mm hmm. How wrong of me. So then we go back to the ship, and this is where Braytac reveals his plan. Right. Which was basically to pit Chlora to make Apophis think Chlorel was rising up against him. Yeah, yeah. And pit said, them against yeah, each he other. He said more often than not, the fall of a, of a system lord is due to the sun rather than enemies. Which because, makes sense. Right, that's based on history, too. <laughs> like, a lot of that, you know, coup-type shit. So he was going to lead his, um, when the attack started, he was going to lead his wing in attack um, in Chlorel's name against Apophis, yes. hoping that he would assume and that Chlorel had ordered it. Yeah. Not that it was just somebody doing it in his name, mm -hmm. but that Chlorel actually ordered it in the heat of the moment during, like, the, you know, hey, he's distracted during an attack on Earth, let's get him. Yeah, exactly. It makes sense. No, it, it's actually a good plan. As soon as yeah. he said that, we were both were like, oh, sorry, Oh, Chat. shit, man, that was actually a good plan. <laughs> Fuck, man, we judged you badly. Sorry. <laughs> Our bad. You had a good plan. And Jack's like, okay, but Chlorel's dead. And he's like, yeah, I put him in a sarcophagus. <laughs> it's like, did you forget they existed, Jack? I know, it's like... Nothing about this is new. And it's not even that he does he knows there's one on the ship. He uh -huh. saw it. Yep. So yep. it's just like, come on, Jack. Uh so this is the scene where Raytag says, Oh, your your warships. Your yeah. your your formidable ships. Your you must have ships. I figured during this time your ships would have time to, you know, manifest or whatever. And they're like, <laughs> uh not no. He's like, You you do have ships, right? Like, well, we have a number of and there's, it's great because there's a nice little pause because it's framed on Jack and yeah, Daniel. And they're both and watching Braytag. They're not looking at each yeah, other. Yeah, they're both like looking straight at Braytag. And they both have this pause where they kind of like search for a word. And then at the exact same time, they go, shuttles. shuttles. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and of course we know what they are, so we're losing our minds. And yeah. Braytag goes, and these shuttles are a formidable force. And Jack goes, yeah, yeah, totally. Bright Jack's super convinced, obviously. And Daniel doesn't even answer. I just just draw open mouth. mouth. Like, uh, and I love it because Jack turns and just goes, bad day again. Because this is his whole thing. all of a just a bad day. And he literally goes, bad day to Daniel. And Daniel just does this adorable biting thing because he doesn't have any words. He just goes, I, I, I. Frustrated. His teeth just go, chop, chop. So meanwhile, Chlorel is back. Chlorel comes back out of his sarcophagus and he does this great... Like parallel to Raw in the first yeah, movie. Yeah, I was. Out of I, 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 I died. Yeah, I lost. I was like, dude, man, showing that familial like mm -hmm. linkage there. Or at the very least, at the very least, Alexis Cruz doing like a gold thing. Yeah. But all the way, I could tell he, he I could tell he kind of used that as inspiration because he full on like yeah spread the claws nice and, and like the face coming up super insidious just like Raw did when he got when he was pissed. Well, dude, he was the only one from the movie and I know I love it. So. It is such an applause mm -hmm. moment for. Alexis Cruz. He earned it. He killed in like in a 30 second scene. He fucking nailed it. Yeah, and then it. he's just like clinging claw like yeah. to the front of the sarcophagus. So, so mad. mad. <laughs> he's just like an angry kitten. Yeah. Though. He's just like, and it's like half adorable and half like, you know what? Not bad. You're actually pulling off insidious kind of well here. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the team starts to like make a plan between Jack and Braytac again. There's a lot of like, 
collision yeah. of, like, they're both leaders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, both going head-to-head go- head there a yeah. little bit. Yeah, Ray winds up taking over mostly because he's got, you know, all the knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> like, he knows where And Jack, are. like, is kind of like, oh, all right. All right <laughs> no, Jack, to his credit, doesn't go all you go on and goes like, no. fine. <laughs> and on Earth, they launch the nukes. Hmm. Yeah. And this is the moment when, um, as they're about to launch the nukes, Hammond's about to send another team through. Yeah. And Samuels is like, hang on, don't you want to wait and see, uh, this work? And he, and just, no hesitation, as soon as Samuels finishes his word, just, I don't think so. Yep, yeah, he has got better things to do. Yeah, because he knows it's not going to work. And yeah. shock of shock, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And they get stopped by a, a shield. shield. My favorite part is right before it. Who the fuck guessed it? The aliens saw the nukes coming. Because Corel goes, they're coming. Yeah. And Papas goes, let them. Mm-hmm. Because they have fucking shields. But it's like, oh, you're telling me they saw through our primitive fucking stealth technology? They have sensors. How do you think they go through space? There is um fine dust in space. Mm-hmm. This is an established thing in Star Trek, for example. The, the deflector. Yeah. It's a deflector. Its job is to create a spatial field yeah, around the, the debris. ship. To keep the debris. Because otherwise, when they went to warp, help. Impulse. Oh, yeah. That's really fucking Holes fast. Every Exactly. Ship. Your ship would be Swiss cheese mm-hmm. in a matter of minutes. And yeah. at a high speed, you'd be annihilated. Oh, yeah. shreds. Uh-huh. So, yeah, you need a fucking deflector. You need sensors for that, because otherwise, how are you going to see debris that might potentially damage the deflection field? Because you need to be able to avoid that kind of stuff, because it turns out it's a minor thing in the face of everything. Yeah. Or I don't want to see that body in front of you that's like, I don't know, a fucking star. You need sensors to go through mm-hmm. space. So why the fuck would you think their sensors would not be in- enhanced enough to see through basic goddamn shielding? Because Samuels is an idiot. Yeah. It just... Summed up that succinctly. It's like, mm-hmm. you're a fucking moron. <laughs> so yeah, that kills me every time. It's like, you're fucking telling me they don't have sensors? Why would you assume that? <laughs> so yeah, I love his face, though. It's his crushed face when mm-hmm. he realizes that literally everything he had was hinging on this one thing. Absolutely. Then we actually go back up to City of Gold again, and when the nukes were coming... There's a great little directing moment where the camera focuses in on uh, Chlorel's hands. Yeah. And you actually see him starting to, like, struggle. Twitch a little. Yeah, yeah, twitch. twitch and struggle. Like, it seems like he's fighting his own hands. Yeah. Almost. Not, like, visibly, like, <laughs> Yeah, not like the stupid, like, when like, they hold their own yeah, hand no, in their face, like, it's like, going at them. None of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> there's clearly some sort of internal struggling going on there. So, the next scene with Chlorel, he goes to Apophis and goes, like, hey. Because Apophis is basically saying, like, you're going to lead your yeah, ship. You're, you're going to be my, my first general, yeah. basically. Like, you're going to lead the way. You're going to you're gonna do this. And well, Chlorel, like, kudos to him, incredibly honest, is like, hey, my host is really strong and is fighting me back. I might need more time in the sarcophagus yeah. to prepare. And I like that because, honestly, that is not the gold way to admit Yeah, weakness. That tells you how shaky It's great because after getting killed by Jack, you can see that there's a lot of, like, hesitation in him from yeah, then he's on. shaking, man. He's, like, there's no scene in which, like, obviously he comes out of the sarcophagus angry, but from then on, like, he's wary mm-hmm. in every scene. Something like death changes you a little. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Apophis shrugs off his, his, uh... Yeah, just like, nope, nonsense, you will lead it. It's like, okay, dumbass. Oh. Okay, fine, I guess. Like, don't say he didn't warn yeah, you. Yeah, right? And then you have the team starting to go down the hallways. Uh, Braytac has, like, two more uh, other Jaffa who are on his side. And it's just the team doing, like, their little stealth, like, one person goes ahead and checks the coast is clear or takes someone out. This is where Jack does... Oh, yeah. 
he literally does a full-on somersault tumble into the hallway and bam, 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 annihilates a whole bunch of guards. And I was like, wow, the one time the rolling thing works. Huh. And it's like, I like how they've always proven this never works, but for some fucking reason, all right. And how he pulled it off in a realistic way. It probably way. helps that he had a Zat gun. True. But still, it was badass. No, yeah, it was it was good. So much for your hurt knee, huh, Jeff? I know, right? It's like, way to shrug that off, literally. Jeez. And, well, I mean, it's season one. He hasn't had... If you notice, like, as the seasons go on, he keeps taking hits to that same Yeah, thing. he does, he doesn't develop a bum knee. Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess he didn't really go into it with one. He just does, he does develop it. I'm pretty sure in season one, he at one point says that he does have a one knee that's worse. Yeah, from, like, hockey or some yeah. shit. <laughs> but it's still, it's it like a gets line. worse. Yeah, yeah. It's not, like, much of a thing. No, it doesn't presented. really become a thing until, yeah. oh, I think it was in the robot one. When they're, like, realizing their bodies Right, because his knee fancy. doesn't hurt him yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. His twinging knees yeah. and twinging. So, uh, he does that, and then the next hallway, Braytok's like, I got this. And he just strolls- And through the magic of cuts, he does. Yeah. So he strolls next to, like, two Japan guard, and they're really on guard. I guess they know that the, the SG-1 broke out by now. Yeah. Uh, and, like, as he starts to walk into their view, they, like, reach for their weapons and then realize it's Braytech, and like, it's oh, it's fine. Yeah. And he does, like, this little half nod as he starts to walk past them, and they're like, yeah. And then he immediately, like, whips around and just, just, and just, bam. And that's again, cut, 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 Yeah. Cut. Which, by the way, I actually, um, to be fair, in my defense, I haven't gone to school for it, and I was remembering things that I had read off an entire, like, list dictionary-wise. I was misusing which kind of cut it was. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of episodes last season were me going, like, match cut, match cut, match cut. Match cut, it is a very particular kind of cut, only a couple of times that I actually using it correctly. These weren't match cuts, but there were a ton of those rapid cuts yeah. where it's just cut, 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 where it's like every single one of those, one of the hits is its own separate cut. So yeah, mm-hmm. not match cuts, but the point I'm getting at is, like, dear lord, it's like eight rapid cuts yeah. for one little scene. Can you just, I'm not I'm not saying Tony Amendola couldn't do it, but you couldn't, you couldn't put a stunt guy in That's there. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, you could have framed the camera so that you could have had a stunt guy yeah, in just there. Yeah, like, just do a quick little stunt scene. Mm-hmm. They do that later for SGA. Don't get me wrong, they do. A, they still do a shit ton of cuts, but Taylor, one of the characters, is um, a master of a stick fighting thing. Yeah. It involves a lot of spinning and shit, right? Mm-hmm. And it's based off, I think, like an Indonesian. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't remember what the, um, what the sticks are called, but anyway, it's based off that. And just a lot of spinning, and they do take a ton of cuts because they want to take, they do part of the shot with um, just a bunch of uh, shots of the actress, you know, spinning around with her face yeah. so that they can get her face in there. Yeah, but yeah. the rest of the time, it's a stunt person mm-hmm. doing all the fighting. And so it's, again, a lot of cuts, but at least they kind of showed later that like, they knew that concept. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish they had done that in the earliest seasons just because it's like, guys, come on. I don't yeah. know. It just kills me every time, when, especially when this move that he did was to take out two guards and it was a quick... It was three sharp moves. Yeah, it was three sharp moves, and they took, like, eight cuts to show it, and it's like, yeah. come on. And that, that was, was a weird thing to focus on, but that's me in a nutshell. So that was, go. like, the one, outside of some bad CGI moments later, <laughs> that was, like, the one directing thing where I was like, mm. Yeah, and I, and I get it. I, I get yeah. it in the sense that they don't have the time, necessarily, or money, or whatever, whatever reason why they didn't put it, the effort into yeah. it, I'm guessing it was a valid one. It doesn't mean it doesn't still kill me. <laughs> no, yeah. Meanwhile, down on Earth, Samuels is, like, grasping at straws, like, well, we could send a bomb through the gate, maybe to the address that, uh, Daniel brought back from his trip, or, or to Chulak, and Hammond's like, okay, first off, we tried the address that Daniel brought back, it doesn't work. Also, 
There is no military reason to send a bomb to the people of Chula. Which I love that difference in the characters there between him and the old Because universe. Samuels is just scared and grasping yeah, at straws right. at this point. He's not doing anything smart. He's just scared. And Hammond's like, no, I don't care if you're scared. You're not going to bomb innocent civilians. But then Samuels is like, well, okay, oh I would God. like to volunteer myself to be sent to the Alpha site. And Hammond's like, no. <laughs> basically, he's, uh, do I have exact wording here? But basically, he says no. But then he goes on to say, only the best and yeah, brightest are going the over best there. And, through. and it's like, ah. Uh. It was so good. And then he basically tells him, I'm going down with this ship. You better too. Yeah. I'd expect this of myself and you. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, if, if the world goes down, you are going down with it and me. I will watch it happen you to you. You all the lives of the world on your stupid little plan, mm-hmm. and you're going to run away now that it doesn't work? Wow. Yeah. How magnanimous of you. So yeah, we go back up to the team, and Braytac and the t- well, Braytac goes in first right. to confront Chlorel. Right. Which he does in a pretty badass way. Yes, he does. He calls him a parasite. In a child's body. Yes. It was so good. Yeah, was like first he calls so him a false god, obviously. I do not follow false gods. Right. But then he goes, you are nothing but a parasite in a child's body. Which is like, oh, oh man. All the takedowns, man. It was, that was so good. Wow, that was brutal. I loved it. And then Chlorel obviously takes offense to that. You know what I'm saying? And takes out his hand device and starts attacking Braytag. And Braytag just, like, first of all, he was stands it, like, not even twitching for right. a good long, like, almost ten seconds. Yeah, honestly. But then as he starts to sink to his knees, he says the same thing at Teal Castle floor, mm-hmm. I die free. Yep. And that's the that's uh, the prompting for the rest of the team to burst in, and they take out the whole room. <gasps> that's... Okay, we'll cross that bridge when we get to Oh, it. before they went in. Yeah. And then afterwards, um, when they're talking about... Uh, how to take out both ships. Yeah. Teal'c says, it would take out two birds with one stone. Yep, 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 with but, with but one, with one, but one stone. Yeah, we were like, wow, way to go, Teal'c, delivering that proverb. Right. And, and doing it right, whereas yeah. Braytax was a little, yeah, but it was still close enough. Yeah. They, while they're taking over the room, Daniel is guarding the outside. Yeah, man, he's, he's wielding a pistol and a machine gun. They're taking down guards. He took man. down two of them before another one came by and, and shoots him real bad in yeah. the, the ar- like the, upper, the shoulder. shoulder, upper chest, I should say, yeah. quadrant. Mm-hmm. It's like it's still definitely gonna. It's still his, his chest. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's that's the thing. It was real close to his heart. Oh yeah. That was that he was. That's why he wasn't able to get up. Is yeah. because he was getting. He was feeling already the traumatic effects mm-hmm. of his heart rate slowing and the effect. Of, that's a hell of a lot of trauma to your yeah. muscle. Yeah, he he falls like, and then um, Jack manages to come out in that time to stop the Jaffa from coming and finishing right. Daniel off. Oh, no, because no, remember because Daniel shoots that guy down, so he does actually because he gets back up. Yeah, because he gets shot, goes down as the guy's marching towards him, throws himself over and manages to shoot him. Oh yes, that's him. true. And that's when Di- Jack comes out and goes, Daniel. I was taking the note like, about him getting yeah, shot at that very, moment. I was taking the note about him double wielding yeah. the guns at that moment. Yeah, but then, I just love it because um, honestly, kudos. This, we, as we mentioned a couple times over this um, episode, really, this is all right. Not that toxic masculinity didn't exist at that time mm-hmm. period, but many shows didn't feel the need to reflect it as much yet. Or I shouldn't, shouldn't say many shows. Many actors hadn't reached this, yeah. this um, part yet from a previous generation. So they were able to show a lot of emotion in the mm-hmm. scenes that a lot of people oh, wouldn't. Jack does a lot of emoting when it comes to Daniel. Yeah. This, this so the whole thing is that when he when he sees him um, shot and bloody, he goes very emotionally Daniel mm-hmm. as he falls into thing. him. Almost. We know, this is vaguely related, but we noted that like 
Daniel doesn't talk a lot in this episode, but yeah. he does a lot of facial emoting. Yeah. Where he's, like, judging everything and, yeah. like, having a mental breakdown in the back. <laughs> right. And he was, like, crying, though, there, too, because he God, was just, like, because yeah. he's, like, trying to haul up. He says, no, go. And he goes, no, I'm not going to leave you. He goes, why? You're just going to go blow yourself up on the other ship anyway. Yeah. Just go. I'll it's, watch your back. Yeah, Jack tried. He was, like, obviously, he already lost one son. Yeah. But I love how he, like, that is what gets through to Jack, because he says, you're just going to blow yourself up on the yeah, other exactly. ship. Yeah, exactly. You're going to save me just to like, die I five stay later. here and keep covering your back. Yeah. I can't move anyway. Yeah. And so he comes back in, and Sam goes, Daniel, and Jack just says, he's gonna hold, he's gonna hold our, uh, watch our back, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we were basically like, Sam probably thinks he's already dead. Yeah. Because her, she, her face, like, drops. And it's like, she doesn't, like, there's no reason for her not to think that that means he's dead. Right. So, here's, I have a note here, actually. So you might hate me for saying this. Yes. I might, I might be disparaging your son a little bit here, but... This is um, honestly what leads me into the next thing. Is this following part? Because he says he's going to wash their back, right? Well, hang on, hang on. And they leave. Okay, hang on first. Yeah. Before um, before the team leaves that room, yeah. Bray Tack shoots the control panel. Yes. Yeah, smart boy. <laughs> I wanted to say that before you get into this, because yeah. that happens before that. Yeah, 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 you're right, 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 right. So okay. he shoots the control panel, and then they leave, right? Yes. And they go to the other ship. And what happens next? You see a shot of Daniel dragging himself into the room. Yeah. So... I don't know when I want to say this, because, I, so he says he's going to cover their back, right? And then they, they believe it, and they do this, and the second they're gone, granted, they're gone, and they, they, don't, they don't need to mm-hmm. be covered anymore, however, they use the ring teleporter, which means that if somebody were to come in afterwards, they could potentially follow them. However, what does Daniel do? He doesn't actually cover their back. He drives himself into the into the sarcophagus. No. Which, underlying, I've mentioned this before, I've always loved this about Daniel's character. He's um, a bit of a psychopath. Oh, he is! There's, no, I'm not going to argue with that. There's definitely, like... <laughs> he kind of forgot his team there, versed in, because of a self-preservation instinct. Like, he cares about certain people. If you're in that group, great. But if you leave his site... <laughs> Yeah, he honestly kind of forgot the yeah. thing he said he was going to do because he realized I he could save himself. I will say that, like, they weren't in that room anymore. Yeah. He wouldn't have been able to guard them anywhere yeah. else. Yeah, no, he made the tactical decision. I'm yeah. not saying it no. was wrong. No, you're, I'm not arguing with the slight sociopathic thing Yeah, he did, he did, there was, that's a slight sociopathic tendency yeah. there because, like, the difference between him and that Australian kid. He didn't go out yeah. to last breath. He actually abandoned his post to go mm-hmm. save himself, which... I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm not not saying this is what he was thinking, but I will argue. He knows how much time is left on the thing. If he thinks, if I can get to a sarcophagus and get out again, I will be whole of body and useful. No. Because he doesn't think there's a way off. No, I I definitely don't. Although, no. You know what? No. 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 It was. He knows there's Earth's orbit. He knows you can gate. (laughs) Never mind. He was. He's self-preserving. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not saying well, it's no, bad to self-preserve. Listen. I just think that he definitely demonstrates, you know, a bit of a self- He absolutely did it on purpose. He still has mi- he still has his mission to save shouting. That's absolutely, he did it on purpose. He's like, okay, the team's out of this room. I wouldn't be able to protect them anymore anyway. He made that decision. I know there's a gate. I know we're in Earth's orbit. I can use our address for this. If I can get to a sarcophagus and heal myself, I can survive and still look for her. Yeah. It no, was absolutely no, I'm a not saying, thing. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole thing. I'm not saying it was for bad reasons, no, but no, it was kind of No, I'm not disagreeing yeah. with you at all. Don't worry. Yeah, it just kind of kills you. Like, I like him because he's like yeah, that. Yeah, like, I like, wow, I just love how Daniel underlying definitely is more calculated than people mm-hmm. think. I think a lot of people think of him as a puppy or like a, a last minute thought kind of guy, but I was like, nah, 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 man. He put those pieces together and yeah. he used it. I don't think it's a bad thing, but it does say something about Daniel. <laughs> 
So yeah, I saw that scene because it says a lot. Yeah, it's great. The whole thing says a lot. And I yeah. Love so it. when when the team leaves, actually getting to the recap instead of us talking about things, when the team leaves, you do see Daniel start to drag himself down yep. the hallway. We yep. don't see what comes of that yet. Yeah. We just see him start to drag himself down the hallway and like literally drag. He can't even sit up. Yeah. He's on the ground. Yeah, he's in last himself. Moments, kind yeah, of he is bleeding out. Or at the very least, his heart's not doing much. Yeah. Anymore. No. So yeah, the team. So they've shot the control panel, then Bright Tech takes them to, like, the power core, and yes. he starts, like, planning to, like, how they can all focus their fire in one location, and then yeah. Jack just pulls out some grenades and drops them down. Yeah. <laughs> I love how anticlimactic yeah. it is. It's is really real nice. good, because it's while Bright Tech is, like, plotting it, and then Jack just pulls it out, takes the panel, drops it, <laughs> watches it fall, it blows up, and Bright Tech looks down, looks back up at Jack, grenades. <laughs> and then tosses the panel <laughs> Half shrug toss, you're just like, bug him. <laughs> just like a little like lazy toss, like, yep, how did you climb that? He even he's like a little let yeah. down by it, just like, yep, that was easy. He's All like, right. well, that worked a little too easy. Like, now what? And then he literally goes, now what? Yeah, and then Jack and the Bray Tech says, now we die. And Jack says, well, well that's, that's a bad, bad plan. plan. Yeah, that's not a good plan. So Jack's idea is, let's go get one of the gliders. There we go. So they go to get the gliders. Braytac gets to use a grenade this time, and it's another one of those cool stunner yeah, grenades. I love his little bitchy remark afterwards. He rolls it in, and it, again, after taking the other people in the, in the shuttle bay in like two seconds, uh, he just goes, Now that's a grenade. <laughs> and it's like, Okay, I see you using that to blow up the power uh -huh. plant. Alright, sure. You mean it's a stun grenade? Meanwhile, we cut back, and the sarcophagus is opening, and hey, Daniel's out! He's okay! <laughs> because, hey, he's used him before, he knows what he's doing. Realize it's a good thing that um Raytac's two main he only had like two followers with yeah. him that were loyalists to him. It's a good thing they got shot during the uh, shootout confrontation because they wouldn't have accounted for them. I'm thinking that show. Oh no! Well, no, no they could have just put them know. in their own. Right, but let's say let's say they hadn't accounted for them. Those two ships they knew were gonna blow up soon. He pretty much heartlessly left his loyalists. Oh yeah. It's a good, I really hope those two were the only two on that or ship. Or maybe they were right on it. Maybe they were also a well, weak eye free. Bear. The Tokra were. We find yeah. out later there were Tokra on that ship. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were like, hey, this is a probably su a suicide mission. Yeah. It just shows a lot. To, like, I, just, I, I just now had that thought where I was like, <laughs> oops. Oh, oops. <laughs> like, I'm going to free some people from gods. Why am I dying so early? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're not a named character, buddy. Yeah, sorry. No plot armor for you. <laughs> yeah, so the team all and Braytac all get into some of the gliders uh, and start to fly away. Uh, meanwhile, we cut, and then we see Daniel, and then as he's getting out of the sarcophagus, we cut to see one of the timers, and we see we're down to, like, a minute and a 30 minute seconds. And, like, and he, I like how he actually goes and checks his little yeah. clock. He's like, alright, cool, I can do yeah. this. I like how he, like, so, checks it. Exactly. Kind of quickly gets out, but he's also kind of like, I'm revived, but... Mm -hmm. Also, by the way, I like how this is, um, we talked about it. Chlorel apparently, um, got himself an upgraded sarcophagus that doesn't just heal skin, <laughs> but also heals clothing, because his turtleneck is in one piece, his radio's intact, there isn't a speck of blood on him, which apparently this thing also eradicates blood stains. I was like, I love that about sarcophagus. It's like, but blood was out of him and on shit. I love it. Where did it go? Why was it healing cloth in it? So he wakes up, because they filmed that yeah. first, dumbass they were. And then he checks the, uh, he checks the... Timer realizes he has enough time, heads straight for the gate, yep. and starts dialing out. And he uses Earth's address because they're in Earth's orbit, so it counts. Yeah. Oh, and I love how they explain later where he goes and how it worked out. Yes, yes. I, 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 we'll get to that in a second. They don't. Here's what's great. Like 
he does explain it to the team later, but, like, we were, he doesn't say anything during the scene, obviously, because he's alone. Right, so we're figuring it out just from visuals. Yeah, that's what we were saying earlier, is, like, we love the visual clues for this one, because they give you the timer and everything, and you see him dialing, and you know, if you know enough, that he's probably using Earth as an origin, so you know he can't be dialing to Earth. Yeah. So you're just like, oh shit, he must be dying somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And you said it, he's like, oh my god, he's dying somewhere else. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then both ships explode, and the gliders were a little too close to their own ship, so yeah. their power gets knocked out, so yeah. they're just kind of floating in space, and they're like, well, burned. we're probably gonna die from the atmosphere, uh, since we don't have the power or anything. Sam says that. Yeah. Uh, and Jack just, like, interrupts her in the middle of her, like, science field to be like, just look up. Yeah. And you just see this great view of, like, the Earth above them. It's almost always the Indian Ocean in, uh, real sci-fi, yeah. so, and, and when it's, like, um, like, uh, Apollo 13 and mm-hmm. shit, because... Obviously, it isn't just, you know, the, the U.S. isn't the only uh, country. No, yeah. It's almost always like the Indian Ocean and shit. So I always kind of pictured and imagined in my head that that's like the Indian Ocean or whatever. Yeah, but there's just a quiet little moment where they all just stare at the Earth and, like, it's a beautiful shot, but it's also them thinking, like, this is what we're dying for and yeah, all that like, stuff. Yeah, we're gonna die, but hey, guess who isn't gonna die? All the people. <laughs> and then a shuttle comes by. Yeah, and, and picks them up. One of the shuttles that they mentioned before. You know what I really love about that is that it was a missed opportunity for Canada there. Uh, not not for Canada. The production team, I feel like, probably did it for various reasons why they didn't do it. But I don't know if you ever noticed it, remember this, but from back in the 90s and everything, all the all those really famous pictures of the shuttle mm-hmm. being used, especially like with um, like Hubble and, you know, and, yeah. and, and ISP, ISS, ISP, with <laughs> <laughs> the ISS, um, is uh, that big-ass arm they used in the shuttle docking bay yeah. thing mm-hmm. had a big-ass Canada written nice. on it. Nice. Because it was built by Canadian uh-huh. engineers. That was one of the uh, the, the co-sponsorship projects yeah. that we had, that NASA had on the space shuttle. It was a bunch of the shit was made in Canada. So that big-ass arm has a giant Canada written on it. And it would have been really fucking that funny was. watching the thing that had to pick them up and yeah. put them in the little document. Would have been the fucking Canadian arm <laughs> that show was filmed in fucking Canada. That would have been funny. I just, I miss, I feel sad for Canada on that one. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so we know the team is fine, because the shuttle picked them up. Then we cut to, uh, Daniel, uh, we, we cut to the SGC, where they're getting an alert that there's off-world dialing, yeah. and that it's one of their team, yeah. and they find out that it is SG-1. Yeah. Dude, I was saying this to you, and it's like, I cannot wait until IDC becomes a thing in this show, because I didn't realize how much I was going to miss IDC as a concept, uh-huh. the identification code, yeah. because they always just say, um, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's their code or whatever. They don't actually start saying IDC as, yeah. like, a mainstream until much later. They just say off-world dialing, it's so-and-so. Yeah, and it's like, well, how do you, like, I know we all yeah. know how you know, but it's better. <laughs> but yeah, and then they, it, the gate opens up, and Daniel walks through, and they're all like, how did you, what did you, and he's like, oh, you know, I, you know, there's a gate on the ship, I used Earth's address and dialed out to, uh, another planet. Yeah. And, and it happened to be their alpha site, yeah, and he's he, like, oh, it's the beta site in the other world. Yeah, and I like how that, I told you, because he got the address from the ultimate yeah. reality. and I like because he remembered that the alpha, he remembered the alpha site in the other reality had gotten attacked. So he thought to go to our beta site, because he was thought, our alpha site yeah, in this one. he thought that we would use the same beta site, maybe, and it's he used beta because alpha was attacked, and mm-hmm. it just so happened to be the alpha. It was just really cool how that worked out. <laughs> yeah, and none of this is, like, explained. It's, right? it's just done it. in the dialogue of, oh yeah, and I went to an address that they were sending people to in the alternate reality, and he says, oh yeah, our alpha site. And Daniel goes, huh, they called it the beta site. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was, I, 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 here's the thing, I extrapolated from it to mean this, and I do remember the alpha site yeah. being attacked, however, I could be guessing, mm-hmm. he may have just thought beta site for another reason. Yeah, because it's an alternate reality. Exactly. Different things I'm just happen. assuming it was that other little piece, but it's just really cool, because that show, this show was so good, it didn't baby 
this episode, though, is the Alphacite stays. Yeah. They keep it. Yeah. It's a, it's a thing now. Yeah, SGA uses it, too. It's still stuck from Earth, and they can't, they have a, they have an Alphacite for their personnel if they, if they're, I just um, like it. It, like, comes up again. Yeah. They're using it now. Yeah, it's a great, it's not yeah. an emergency colonization yeah, it's an actual anymore. It's not, but that's the thing, remember, it becomes basically a little mini colony, because yeah. it has enough scientists basically permanently mm-hmm. stationed there. I like it. I like that it stays. They're like, well, we already sent people over there. <laughs> right? One thing that kills me is that I kind of kind of gloss over how things are built on the other planets because, like, when they talk about the the, the one that Cassie was in, um, with the uh, observatory, yeah. that was a fully functioning metal built observatory on a agrarian culture's planet. <laughs> so just I like they gloss over how they build these big. That one was buildings. obviously gold. Gold had. Control over Oh, that you're right, right, right. I was, I had always pictured in my head that they had built the building. It was, um, Sorry. The, the poison. Yeah, I was thinking it was their building that they had built. No. It looked like our infrastructure. I'm realizing yeah. it's because it was Earth, because of course it was filmed on Earth, yeah, so of yeah, course obviously. the buildings they were using had. But no, I'm realizing that it was, on was definitely gold. Yeah, no, I'm realizing that I was putting pieces together that actually weren't supposed to be put together. <laughs> So never mind. I was just thinking they're gonna build this colony. I bet it's gonna like go fucking skyscrapers on it somehow and <laughs> shit like that. But no, I think they actually do show it has like tents in it and everything later on. Yeah, I remember seeing tents. Yeah, so I'm taking all that. Uh, so then uh, the SGC, the SGC, SG one team, the rest of them walk in to applause. They're just like you know greeting Hammond and like oh you know talking it over or whatever. Everyone's kind of, like, relieved, but there's a slight, like, bittersweetness you know, to it all. You all over everything, yeah. because, you know, dead dude. Yeah, and then Hammond just goes, SG-1, there's someone who'd like to see you. And I like how and immediately, immediately, just knows. immediately, Jack just lights up a little bit. He's not ready to fully commit, but he's like that, that, that burgeoning hope. Little puppy face. And then this giant man in the crowd, like, gets shoved aside a little bit, and Daniel's been standing behind him the whole time. <laughs> I really see his little puppy hair. My god, yes. little boy hair, just to emphasize his youngness. <laughs> and then he just walks forward, and just, like, you see Sam just, like, Oh, you know, everyone's so happy to see that he's still alive. Yeah. And then we get the infamous Jack uh, goes forward and grabs and hugs Daniel and then calls him Space Monkey. I know, why? <laughs> why does he call him Space Monkey? It makes no sense. That nickname is infamous in this show. For and being like, a one-hit wonder. I know, because it's probably because everyone's like, what does that mean, Jack? <laughs> and even and Richard Dean Anderson goes, I don't know, I improv it for some fucking reason. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as you said it, it had to be improv now. Yeah, no, it had to be improv. No one would write that. It doesn't make any sense. Why would he call him a space monkey? But the thing is, he things. does it with such earnest happiness. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's so... Like, he's a space monkey, and then he, like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's, he, like, like and cheer. he cuffs, like, Daniel's head on both sides, like, yeah. when he says it. Like, he's just, like, so happy to have his, his second son back. <laughs> yeah. No, it's good shit. Yeah. He's, like, he keeps having to shoot his kid. Yeah, he had to shoot Scott again. He shot her twice. Once with a gun, once with a zat. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, so then, um, Braytac greets Hammond. <laughs> and Braytac's like, like, oh, yes, you are Hammond of Texas. And holds his hand above his head. I'm guessing because he's bald. <laughs> I don't remember that. Texas. Yeah, I love the trivia there. This is the first time you refer to him as such. And, like, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Hammond of Texas. I love it because he does that later too. I don't remember what the scene is. I remember one time they're like they're kind of rushed 
he rushes up to me and goes, Habit of Texas. <laughs> like, that's like, so good. good. Right? Like, he does his full title. I'm just, I love it. But yeah, so, you know, he says goodbye to everyone. and It's very emotional for some yeah. reason. Like, it's like extra, I'm not, I'm not saying for some reason, but it's like, it's, it's extra emotional as they, like, because he gets um, gently got, I was like, get your head off of oh, him. Yeah, yeah. Some young oh, Air no, Force man. You but know? he does, like, the same sort of, like, gentle, like, fatherly goodbye to Teal. Yeah, the it's hand on the face. And then you see, like, Teal, like, almost start to tear up as he walks away. Yeah. It's real good. There's there's no toxic masculinity in this team. Oh, yeah. And it's very emotional because they do mention that, of course, after he answers some questions, he needs to go right back to Shulok yeah. and get shit going because mm-hmm. now he's also a known traitor. Yeah. So he also has to get shit ready for that. Absolutely. So, yeah, he has to he has to go and he has to go back to a very dangerous thing and mm-hmm. he just helps them save their plans. So it's a very emotional time for everybody. It's a very well done episode. Isn't Ugh. it? It was, I, I love this episode. I wonder if you did a great job with the writing. Hell yeah. We knew we could depend on them. Right? So, do we now, count as a death tally for him? Yeah, he died. Did he though? He would have. He would have. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'm not against. It. I just wanted to know if we do. Since <laughs> there's no one, since there was no one else to put him in the sarcophagus, and he would have died if he didn't go in there. Yeah, it's a death tally. I feel like if someone has to go into a sarcophagus and it's not an addiction thing, it's a death tally. Yep. But now he's spoiled the addiction thing. <laughs> we'll get there soon. It's so good. It's so good. It's so well done. Honestly, I can't, here's the thing. Um, it's been too long. So here's um, rewatching for me. I don't actually do a lot of. I never really did do a lot of rewatching of these particular episodes mm-hmm. because it was hard for me to watch and be in pain. Yeah. So years and years and years later, I don't actually remember if they do this tastefully because it was the '90s, and I don't know yet if they gave enough of a shit about portraying it as a disease versus because uh, remember, it's still today a lot of people consider it to be a choice. I would say. That they do it tastefully. I would hope so, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't disbelieve it. I mean, I, again, I wouldn't. Here's the thing: it's not that I wouldn't say it would be wrong of them if they didn't do it tastefully. I just wouldn't. Have known I wouldn't better. necessarily yeah. condemn them because at the time it wouldn't necessarily have been information people even thought to go yeah. look for. Because when you're taught something a certain way, you don't necessarily think outside the box. Not giving it as mm-hmm. an excuse. I'm just saying, hopefully, if that's the case, it won't be so bad that I can't. Make it not terrible no, in my I mind. I say it is tasteful. <laughs> okay, cool. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, and again, I don't disbelieve it. And I concept. love that episode. Right? No, I'm, I can't Part, wait to Mostly because Manic Daniel's great. <laughs> I don't get, we don't get to see it again until it's multiple, multiple personality episode. God, honestly. the multiple personality one is so good. That's, That's a, a good one, so, man. Yeah. The fucking egotistical prince guy. Michael Shanks does him so well. <laughs> he was, I loved the egotistical prince. He was so fucking good. But yeah, so on that note, <laughs> it's time to do the Walking Phoenix moment. Yep. Oh, fuck. Is that even a question? Two thumbs. Two thumbs Hell up. Up. All the way up. Mm, yeah. I love this episode. It's a great Dude, way even, to- Even um, Alexis, Alexis's Cruz's wig was even better. Yeah, it was. So they have more money Alexis now, Alexis right? Cruz's wig was even better. There we go. That was a lot of S's. <laughs> I have a little bit too much weed in my system, I think. There you go. But yeah, so absolutely, uh, two thumbs up. Next week, we are going to- Oh. Yeah, I want to say I'm... So here's the thing. If I were being truly selfless, Daniel, yeah. I would not be because I'm not that person. Let's just put it to you this way. I'm not the 18-year-old Australian who strapped himself to a gun and shot down two Japanese no, planes and neither. then continued to fire no. after being dragged underwater. By the way, his name was Teddy Sheehan. Good. Yes. He was awesome. I, just, I Literally, the only reason I even know about this kid is I read a CNN article today about how he finally got this award mm-hmm. at Victoria Cross 78 years later. So yeah. I'm not that kid. I'm not the guy who, I, I'd like to think, we all like to be 
the heroes of our own story, right? I like to think that if I was dying, I'd be, you know, if there's no way to save myself, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll shoot your guys, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, I'll protect you to the end. However, I know for a fact I'm Daniel in this episode because I 100% would have lied to my friends to get them to go away from me so I could go save myself. I'm not even kidding. I'm an asshole. No, I'm agreeing with you. I'm, I would be the same person. It's I'm why Daniel. when you were like, I, I don't want to, like, <laughs> disparage your kid. <laughs> I like, no, no, that was man. great. I love that he did that. Yeah, no. He was thinking ahead. And I, I, the fact that we both immediately knew what he was doing with the gate, I think, yeah. says that we are both Yeah, Daniel we're both Daniel in this episode. We immediately knew. And everything we said, he explained to the team later. Yeah. And we didn't do this on memory because it's been too long. This was yeah, us figuring no. out mm-hmm. anew. But yeah, so I'd say we're both Daniel. Um, there is, guess what I just found out? What? At the beginning of the episode, you were right. What? It is episode 23 for us. <gasps> oh, it is episode 23? Because on the wiki, yes. it lists Children of the Gods as 1 and 2. Oh, that's dumb. I know. But that does mean that when we look at the wiki, we could just look at the number. Yay! We know that for the future. Yay! So it is episode 23. I was right! <laughs> I cut out a blue. I oh man, I erased it too. It's gone. Oh, no. I erased the blooper. I Why did. Why would you erase it? Because I'm an idiot. It has been a whole season, and I still do this on accident. <laughs> All right. So, um, deaths. We already we already spoiled that. Guess what? Daniel's got a death tally again. Yep. Like you said, he didn't technically. There. We've already got a couple where it's like, well, they didn't quite die. Yeah, it's fine. They good. would have. That's they the defi- thing. He definitely would if have. If there wasn't the intervention, they oh, would have. Yeah. If there hadn't been a sarcophagus intervention, yeah. he would have died. Yeah. Yeah, the sarcophagus is like the saw wall. So, yeah. like, if that has to be pulled in, then it counts. So, we are both Daniel. Because we're both slightly... Sociopathic? Yeah. And uh, we would have lied to our friends to get them out of the room so we could go use the sarcophagus? What good are we going to do? <laughs> yep. I just like how his friends. I would also say, it. like, because like, we were joking during it when, when they were taking Clarell's room. Yeah. We're like, can you imagine them trying <laughs> to, to drag, this, drag Daniel <laughs> just around? One second, one second, just, just bear with. That's that's what the incoherent screaming was. Yes. <laughs> yes. I remember now. <laughs> just. <laughs> screaming in pain and if nothing else i would be that selfish person who was like yeah leave i don't want to be dragged around because it's gonna fucking hurt just <laughs> telling the bad guys hang on hang on <laughs> one sec <laughs> <laughs> that's right oh i'm so glad you remembered i like how i only know it was to myself it was it. you even called it when i wrote it you're like you're gonna remember that was later i'm like probably not you didn't remember either of them <laughs> We are going to watch episode two of season two, In the Line of Duty. I don't remember what that one is. I don't either. Cool. That's actually fun. Yeah, right? That'll be it's a fun. Good take next week. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can find me on Twitter at It's Mel Not Liss and Liss at It's Liss Not Mel or our podcast Twitter at Point of Origin PC. You can also email us at pointoforigincast at gmail.com or write something on the side of a tissue box on top of the nearest wormhole. <laughs> You can find the links to the things we talked about during the show in our show notes. And if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. I almost said if you don't like the show, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the Shit, I forgot my pin. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in our incursion through the iris. And until next time. <laughs>